Hey everyone, welcome to Real Monkey Studios, our Premier League podcast. Once again, we've got to do this all over a uh, video calls, so the recordings are not as great as they normally would be. Uh, but this is the time we're in. I hope you enjoy the pod. Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to Real Monkey Studios. And uh, today we're covering uh, two matches from Sunday the 25th in the Premier League. Uh, we've got Wolves Newcastle and Arsenal Leicester City. Uh, we've got Nathan, uh, Tony, Andrew and myself see here present today to talk about the uh, action at the weekend. So, gents, uh, what are your um, initial thoughts on the match? So, uh, Wolves-Newcastle. So, with Wolves-Newcastle, this... Uh, I was quite surprised. I thought Arsenal were going to get something here. I I, I had them down. Arsenal? So, oh, my days. Uh, I've got skipped to the wrong one. So, uh, Wolves-Newcastle, I still expected a Wolves win, though, here. I, I don't know. I. It was very tight all through the game with them. Like the goals came in the last ten minutes of the game. They fought out throughout that game. There were close yes. chances from both of them. You had Callum Wilson for Newcastle first first half. Great ball over to beat all the back four, and it was just it was a great bit of defending in the end, which just no finish. It was just it was lacking finishing all the way through the game and. And then Jimenez for Wolves scored an absolute scorcher, in my opinion. Uh, like, it was an absolute bullet. Like, Darlow for Newcastle got a hand on it, and it still went into the back of the net with a lot of ease. And then, obviously, yeah. the free kick for Newcastle, that was a smart free kick, in my opinion. I don't think anyone predicted that going like it did. No, it was um, a fantastic finish. You have to agree with that. Uh, I just... I don't know. I, I expected more. I thought Wolves were going to come out on this one. Jamie predicted it right as well. 1-1. One, one. This is where he got three points on that prediction table. And Andrew and yourself, you you both had 2-2 two, two here. So you got a point in our prediction. Yeah. But... Everyone. I, I just agreeing with Andrew. I, I thought this had like draw written all over it, but I was expecting a few more goals considering that the both teams have some attacking prowess in there. You know, yeah. we've got the attacking players. Um, but I think altogether, Wolves. Just judging by how the match ended, Wolves were going for the win a little bit more than Newcastle. Yeah. Controlling and... the possession, and I think Newcastle were outpassed in that match. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, Wolves, Wolves played. Um, Wolves looked the better game. team all the way through, in my opinion. Yes, hundred percent. I just Newcastle are in this bit at the moment where they're playing well, quite a lot, of, quite a lot of the time, but don't don't get that result. They've got a lot of good players with them, like Saint Maximam, and obviously Wilson joining them in the summer from Bournemouth, uh, who I rate very highly. Um, but Wolves just. They're not the team that we've seen over the last two seasons right now, in no. my opinion. Like Adam Traore last year had probably the best season of his career. And this season, I don't even think he's recorded an assist yet. He's not having a good season so far. And I think I think the Wolves fans are obviously hurting from this a little bit. Maybe, maybe last season there's a lot of hurt from them not even getting the Europa League in the end for this season. Mm. But... And maybe their players are just 
reciprocating that on the pitch by not getting the performances that we're used to seeing think, from them. It's what we've said uh, before. I think players are tired. Yeah. That's a big factor in this as well. Massive. Because, as you said, Wolves, they're not the same team they were last year. It's the same for Man City, the same for Man United, which were great towards the end of the season. Yeah. But the players are knackered. That's why they're not they're not producing. Because they're so tired. There's so much so much work to cover in every week. I mean you've got mm. training and then they've got multiple matches. Corps will come into play. It'll be that'll be the story this season. Lack of space and again. It's going to be the team with the best squad depth that's going to come out and do something this season, really, uh, in the Premier League. I think I think a lot of other leagues, such as, let's say, the French League, who've been going on for quite a while now, because uh, they started up before everyone else did, Yeah. I think they're going to be the teams that are going to benefit in maybe some of the European competitions well, this season. What was Nathan's season. prediction? Nathan, what was your prediction on this match? you remember? I think I did up on 2-1 Newcastle. Yeah, uh, no, you went 2-1 Wolves like myself on this one, Nathan. Did I? Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't sure. I remember. Uh, I, I just thought Wolves might nick it with it being at their place, but they just didn't show it, in my opinion. I think it's something the they almost had it. They almost had it. They were in the lead for 89 minutes. So, I have to admit, you know, Nathan, you know, Nathan and uh, yourself, 2-1. That was a good prediction. I mean, they would have won, but mm. obviously, 89th minute, it happened. You know, they, they brought Newcastle brought it level. So, but all in all, Wolves were the stronger team. Yeah. So I think they just lacked that know, finishing where it needed to. And if once again lacking uh, the finishing touch, once again about 16 shots with only about three on target, which again shows it's poor. Yeah, so again, shows that tendency. The past weekend, players are just not finishing. They're not clinical. The, Basically, they're tired. They don't want to do the. You know, hence why there's like seven hundred passes from Wolves. Not many runs. The, prob- Let's just the pass problem them I've got with them, if we're going to use this excuse of they're tired, I've got one problem with this. They are paid extremely good money to be at the. The top of yeah. their game every game, and if they're not, if all of them are going to have this excuse, what it feels like right now that they're tired of how the fixtures are right now, then maybe a lot of the clubs need to look at getting some better fitness instructors or something, uh, something that's there because it's not, it's not just the the scheduling that's going to be making them tired. They're doing something that's not. Uh, as it is normally. Remember, before we were all born, the fixture list were probably a lot tighter than what it is right now. They were probably playing two games a week, weekly, no moans. And it was probably only a set squad of 16 back then. Uh, in When you look back about 30, 40 years ago, none of them moaned and there was teams that always performed. So, I think we've got to think of that in that respect. I think... Us saying players are tired is maybe not the right right thing to say, or maybe is the wrong excuse for them right now. Well, it will be an excuse, and that's the thing. Yeah. I agree. They should just, you know, they should be able to do it every around. week, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But uh, it's still going to be a, a major, you know, a major factor. I think. Um, and then 
I think I think we're at a point now to go on to the next game. Right. So, Arsenal nil, Leicester one. Now, this is where, in in our predictions, only Nathan was the person out of all of us to predict Leicester to get uh, three points out of this. He said two one to Leicester. Everyone else went for a draw on Arsenal win. Like I, I myself went for a two nil. Uh, Z, you you had three one on Arsenal yeah. for this game. Yeah, I was. I was. We yeah. were wrong. <laughs> I, I did. I didn't. I did not predict that scoreline very well. But no. I was expecting a lot more from Arsenal in that match. I I really thought because so, last week against City they were quite unlucky not to have got a point. I thought. Like yes. City played very well against Arsenal. You can't I, I deny thought that. Arsenal was a stronger team uh, in that match last week. Yeah, and they had I a lot of chances. They had more. Um, they show. I think they've shown more attacking mind in this match as well. Yeah, but obviously Vardy is Vardy. Came on and just did exactly what he's been doing in the Premier League for the last how many years? Five years. Just. Doing bits, ruining them, there, ruining those defenses, and scoring some brilliant goals, and it was a fantastic header from from him to get the goal here. Obviously, it was a bit of a sweaty goal. Like oh, well. we, we can't deny it. Goals a goal. Well, yeah, it was you can only see. score what's put in front of you. Yeah, but Jamie Vardy seemed to score most of them. Uh, <laughs> but um, but he had a chance actually to score a second as well after he'd scored. Um, but he uh, hit the goalie. And at the end of the day, I think Leicester are doing exactly what I think some of us have expected this season because of the because of how well we did last year. They've had some unexpected results in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I would say even the big win they had against City a few weeks back was still an unexpected result. But Leicester, this was a match that Leicester really wanted to do. Thing is, with this game as well, you've got to look at it. Yes, Leicester did get that crucial goal, but Arsenal were very unlucky with some of the decisions they had against them. Like first goal they scored first half from the corner. Oh yeah, offside. Itself. I forgot about that. It is. I would say it's close because I don't actually think the the ball actually touched the other player. But you've got to do it. Yeah. Is he in a position of can he influence that ball and? There were two players there who could influence it itself, one being Jacques and the one being Aubameyang. Um, it didn't, they, even if they, it didn't touch them, they're claiming that it was an influence for the goal. Plus, another them. interesting thing about this match, just as a, maybe a side note, yeah. an insight, it, this has been a first um, away win for Leicester against Arsenal since 1973. Is it that long? Yep, it was a run of twenty-seven games without an away victory against that uh, against them. In all Didn't know it was that much. Like I all knew competitions. So Vardy made history here. As he does. did Leicester. I didn't actually realise it was like that. I knew Arsenal were the only team that Leicester didn't get a single point from when they won the league um, a few seasons back. But I didn't realise they've actually not had a win yeah. at Arsenal 40, for that long. 40, what, 47 years. That's crazy. Without a win away at Arsenal. And that's in all competitions, including Cubs. Yeah. Obviously, draws in there. 
Yeah. Well, they've never won away. Obviously, so. they've, they've not even been in the same league for half of that as well. Yeah, of um, course, but they've but, met in cups. So. Yeah, that that's an incredible stat. Yeah, um, uh, it's quite an interesting stat. That's just a side note, you know, a uh, little trivia element. And I think, you know, Vardy made it happen, which is beautiful. But all in all, I thought, once again, I think the home team, just like in the previous match we just discussed, I just... I don't know, I thought Arsenal were the better team. Yeah, I, I would say um, the same. Leicester just capitalised on a great counter. On, on a great counter and Vardy did yeah. exactly what he's been doing for years. He's just shooting and scoring nearly every chance that he gets. <laughs> which obviously puts Leicester fourth, which is a good Is that where they are now? Jeez. He's getting he's getting Leicester are having a very yo-yo season in my opinion right now. They keep on doing bits and then... It's still early, but they keep doing bits against a big team, one of the big six, and then they will go bottle it against... Like they did... They went and beat... Who was it? Um, They beat City and then went and lost to West Ham only a week or two after. Like, what's going to be next for Leicester? Who have they got next? Uh, are they going to bottle like that as Arsenal, well? Arsenal, West Ham. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Um, so they went, they went to City, and yes. did the big win, and then they lost to West Ham. Yeah, but that's a different thing, though, isn't it? It is, but it's that sort of match doing... is a different pedigree. <laughs> West Ham and. Uh... Yeah, but they're doing it against the big teams, but not the smaller teams. Like we could say the same about a, a few clubs this season, um, but. I, I just don't know where I feel with Leicester. They seem a bit yo-yo. They're not doing They're what not I consistent. expect. No. They've got Leeds next as well. So that'll Leeds. be an interesting game. That'll be a tough match. That'll be really tough for Leicester, I think. Yeah, well, Leeds are obviously going to fight for the fourth sort of top four spot in that match. Leeds, on Leeds are going to fight for every single point they can get this season. They're, they're trying to prove a point this year and I think... To be fair, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Leeds might win that next week. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, I think with that, we've said enough as we can for these two matches and we'll get on to the next uh, podcast, uh, which will be Brighton versus West Brom and then Burnley versus Spurs. Hope to have you then.